0: There are some who call me Tim... Welcome, Valley of the Sun and around the world. Tim Jacobs here. Thank you once again for joining me on Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, your one-hour wad with God, your spiritual Zumba class, and as always, it is the Thigh Master for your soul. This is the show that is redefining Christian radio here on 1280 KXEG, where we look at every aspect of life through the lens of the gospel, the lens of the Bible, and we make sense of it for you. I want to let you know, that you can find me on Facebook at Life360 with Tim Jacobs. Just go there, type that in and you follow my Facebook page, like it. That is increasing every day. You can also go to my podcast page, timjacobslive.com, to get any of the previous shows here. And also, just so you know, I am the lead pastor of Compass Church out in the Wild West Valley in Goodyear, Arizona, to be more specific. And you're always free to send me an email and just check in with me, tim at compasschurchaz.com. That's tim at compasschurchaz.com. I have a huge announcement to make to you all. And that is this. I am the pastor of Compass Church in Goodyear, Arizona, as I mentioned. And this Sunday, we're doing something kind of crazy. We are canceling our church services. Now, why are we doing that? Well, I'm going to tell you about that in just a moment. So you're going to want to hear. But first, I want to talk to you about the whole church genre in general for a moment, because if you read the mainstream media and the news and you kind of get the vibe around the nation, it seems like church going, or at least churches are on the decline. There are stories all the time about how churches are closing their doors and becoming less relevant to society, and religion is kind of going into the sunset, and people are becoming more and more secular, and of course, these kinds of stories jump to the forefront, But I want to challenge that for a minute, because if you look just beneath the surface, you'll see that it's not really true. And that in all reality, there is really a new generation of young, vibrant, passionate, gifted, talented, educated, aggressive, and ambitious leaders who are starting new churches all around the nation, they just don't look like the church that you left 25 years ago because it was boring and it had nothing to do with your life. And so what's happening now is there's been a new wave of churches and these, and these churches are on the rise, but you can't always see them because they're not building church buildings like they used to be. But here's what they're doing. They're doing new and innovative approaches to being able to reach people in their communities. They're meeting in schools. They're meeting in movie theaters. They're meeting in bars. And restaurants, they're meeting in living rooms, in lobbies of hotels, they're finding any place they can. I have a friend actually in Detroit, Michigan, who bought a post office for $8,000 and turned it into a church. Before that, he was meeting in a park and it was growing 75, 85, 100 people, and then winter was coming, and they said, you know, we're not going to have any members left because we're all going to get hypothermia and die, so they bought a post office. And why do I bring this up? Because this is something that's flying totally under the radar of most people's perceptions, because the churches that are closing, or the churches that most people perceive as churches, are old, are dying, and they've lost their messages. In fact, most churches that are closing their doors to to today are closing them because they have nothing to say. In other words, if you're going to go to church on a Sunday and you're going to be involved in an organization that's called the Body of Christ, and the guy gets up and says, you know what? I know the Bible says that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life and everything. But, you know, really we have to interpret that through, through our enlightened 21st century culture and we have to really say it doesn't matter what you believe come to church and it really doesn't matter what you believe well I could have stayed home and got that why do I need to get in the car get my kids out of bed and come to church just to hear a guy tell me I can think whatever I want my friends those churches are closing and they're clo- they are closing down at a rate it's hard to keep track of and you know what's happening to their buildings a lot of them are being purchased and least, by new churches that have a message, that believe something and are engaging their culture. In fact, I have research, a book called Viral Churches that came out in 2010, written by Ed Stetzer and Warren Bird. And they say this, recent years have seen an aggressive increase in the number of new churches being launched across the United States. In fact, church planting is on the mind of North American Christians at unprecedented levels. Listen to what they say. Not since the pioneering days of settling the West has this country seen such an emphasis on church planting. In fact, they say this. The current pace of roughly 4,000 new churches being started every year now exceeds the number of churches being closed each year. So you have about 4,000 or so being closed, but then you have another 4,000 plus being started so the, the net number of churches is actually a little bit on the rise but the new ones that are replacing the old ones are fresh they're vibrant they're energetic they have vision and they're excited about engaging their culture 602-368-3776 602-368-3776 is the number to call in. And you're going to want to call in today and get in on this conversation. Because what I want to talk to you about today is dynamic. It is awesome. and What's amazing to me as a pastor is that more people don't know that this kind of thing is going on. It shocks me. People, for example, the mainstream media like CNN, or even Fox News, Huffington Post or whoever, these nationally known websites and news sources will write about these stories Strange phenomena of church plants and churches doing things other than singing really boring old songs and listening to a boring preacher in, a, in a, a very stifling, old, pathetic sanctuary building. They go, that's what church is supposed to be. And all of a sudden they go, we're reporting to you this brand new story. There's a church. And it meets in a school and the pastor wears jeans. We've never seen this before. And I'm going, where have you been? This is not new. This has been around for a while. And it's exciting because I tell you what, the new churches that are coming up, they're engaging their community. They're engaging their culture at a level not seen in years. And here's the reason why, because for a long time, churches kind of Churches had a place in culture where most people believed, even if you didn't go, that you should go. You know what I'm saying? That you should go to church, even if you're not. Everyone goes, yeah, I know I should go to church, but, you know, I just, I feel bad and it's kind of boring and I have to work and I was out late the night before and I'm kind of hung over and whatever. <laughs> and there's all these reasons, but that's lost. So the church doesn't occupy that place in the culture anymore. Um, the church has got to be a place that now says we are going to give you a reason why we exist. And that's really what I want to dive into today, because when our church building was built back in 2006, during that process, and I was not there for that, I came shortly after the building, somebody in the city council had a very interesting question for the church. They said, they, and, and for everybody at this, you know, they have these meetings where you've got to approve the, the place, the, the building being built. And the city councilman said, why do we need another church? What good is a church in a community? And now you know what the guy's thinking, and it's an understandable question. You got tax revenue, here's 10 acres of land, and we're not going to be able to get any tax revenue off this. We could put a, you know, a, um, a mini mart or a medical office or something, and we, at least we get some tax revenue off this. The church is not a, not a tax. So what good is this place going to be to the city? And my friends, that is a very, very good question. What good is the church to the city? And I want to answer that question today, and I have in studio with me three volunteers from my church, from our church, Compass Church in the Wild West Valley, Goodyear, Arizona, to be specific. And these three individuals are leading an an effort that we are doing this Sunday because we're canceling our church services this Sunday. And there's a reason why. We are doing an event called Inside Out. And at 8.30 this morning, hundreds and hundreds of people voluntarily are going to show up at our church, but they're not going to come on their Sunday best, They're going to come in their workout clothes, you know, maybe some yoga pants, you know, Um, maybe some uh, some some workout shorts and some some bro tanks. I call them tank tops, but my son says that he's like, Dad, we don't call them tank tops. We call them bro tanks. So that's what a guy wears with the sleeveless. Tank top. It's a bro tank. You got to get that right or you will be mocked by the millennials and below if you are not in that generation. So that being said, we're showing up with tools. We're showing up ready to do amazing acts of service to the community all around. So. To talk about that because you need to hear what's going to happen. The West Valley this Sunday is going to be blessed by Compass Church because we are taking the church inside out. We are closing our doors, metaphorically speaking, for the day. And we are going to go all over the place. And so in studio, I have Sherry Fisher. I have uh, her husband, Jim Fisher. And I also have Janet McCarthy. And all three of these individuals have, are highly involved in this project. They're leading. I'm not even leading. I'm just showing up. I get to show up with a rake <laughs> and I get to do my thing. So I want to give you, give you a chance to hear from them, but I want to start first with Sherry because she's the one that spearheaded this. Sherry Fisher, um, tell us about what, what exactly is going to happen in inside out. We're
1: not going to church. Church <laughs> is not going to happen that morning. What we're going to do is, uh, we're going to Come together and then go out to the community and we have 31 different projects, uh, like 25 different sites that the people of Compass are going to go out and do things for other people expecting nothing back in return.
0: And tell us just uh, for a moment, what are some of these things? Give us a couple of examples of what these projects are.
1: We are going to the DCS office, which is the Department of Child Safety office that's in Avondale and we're going to paint their playrooms. We're going to go to a domestic violence center and paint their casitas. We're going to some parks and we're going to clean up the parks. We're going to clean, weed a uh, community garden.
0: So, stop for a second, back uh-huh. up, talk about DCS because mm-hmm. I that what what is that by the way?
1: Department of Child Safety is an office within DES, <laughs> which is Department of Economic Security. But what DCS is? Um, this is a this is. These are the people who work with families who have children and the families are struggling for one reason or another having you know a variety of different types of problems. They can get help there, they can get guidance, they can get instruction on how to take care of children. These are also this is also the same department that if a child needs to be taken from a home and placed into foster care.
0: Now, is this the same thing as CPS? No. Okay, this is a different is organization, different. Mm-hmm. but it's still a it's a state function, right? Yes. Okay, so this is the government. So we are going to go.
1: Yes. And what are we doing there? We they have five playrooms where the children can play while they're at the um, office, whether an adult is getting some services or an mm-hmm. instruction, or whether the child is waiting to be placed into another home. They have these five playrooms that uh, they were painted. They were made in 2006, and they've never been painted. Since then,
0: so this is a really ridiculous question, but I just want to ask it: Why is it? Why is it important to have these rooms painted? What? What's the significance of something like that?
1: You know, they they want the rooms to be a happy place. They want those kids to feel safe inside those rooms. Yeah, Um, that's that's the main reason for those five playrooms.
0: Right. So so to to go into a a oh if you're a child who maybe had a pink bedroom with some you know, little unicorns or whatever, and some stuff happened in your life, and now you're in a room that's painted government gray. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not exactly uplifting to your soul. Right. And so we're going in and trying to create something happy. Playful just, and happy. To just visually happy. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're going to paint the Sistine Chapel in there. Yeah. But we're just going in <laughs> to freshen the place up, right? True. You know, because, and this is really important. There, uh, We talk about this a lot. And there, there's parts of the Bible we read, and there's parts of the Bible that we totally ignore. One of the parts of the Bible that we read all the time is 2 Corinthians 5.17, It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The oldest passed away; behold, the newest come. Now, everyone's heard that verse. If you're a Christian, you've seen it stitched on a pillow. You know, you got it hanging on the you know on a plaque above the in the bathroom, which I guess is kind of an odd place for a verse (laughs) like that. I don't know. But but here's the thing: you you read that the oldest passed away; behold, the newest come. Oh, I'm a new creation. But then you stop reading there. You got to keep reading. Because verse 18 says, All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation means repairing a broken relationship, setting things right. So here's the deal. The reason why we... We're even saved, we're made a new creation. The old is gone, the new is come. That wasn't supposed to happen in a vacuum. That wasn't supposed to happen. And then we just retreat somewhere in our little holy huddle and hang out and then wonder why the culture's scratching their heads at us going, What are you guys here to do? We actually, he says, the reason for this is so that we could actually have the ministry of setting things right, of repairing a broken relationship, of showing people that there's grace and showing them the love and showing them restoring things. Now, 602-368-3776 is the number and we have a caller. So let's go to Andy in Phoenix. Andy, how you doing? Andy? Is he there? Andy, where are you, my man? You were there. I don't hear you. Okay, Andy. Three, two, one. (laughs) Bye. Sorry. Call back again, though. Seriously, I'd love to talk to you. Um, 602-368-3776 is the number. I'm in studio with Jim Fisher, Sherry Fisher, and I am in studio with Janet McCarthy. So, Jim, let's talk to you for a moment. You are, um, I'm not going to say you're Sherry's better half, and I'm not going to say you're Sherry's worse half. You're just her other half. Um, Jim, what, what's, why are you excited about Inside Out?
2: Uh, well... Sherry and I both have been always uh, i mean sold out the whole idea of the church being more than um just the gospel message or the whole gospel message I mean that's very important obviously your your spiritual condition, but a lot of Christians seem to make that's the only thing okay mm-hmm. um you know Jesus was very specific on how you know you didn't see him hanging out with a bunch of church people he was out amongst everyone mm-hmm. and uh that's why we we're so excited we came to Compass a few years ago is because Compass has that same Mindset, I believe, of the that it is important for the church to make a difference in the community. And I think one of the things you said before, which I definitely agree with. Is if the earth swallowed up Compass Church, would it make any difference? And we like to think that yes, it would, that people would notice that it was not there anymore. And that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of organization we want to belong to, be part of.
0: Exactly. And we want to be a part, we 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 not only just want to have a neutral relationship with the city. So many churches and, and it's easy for it to, because there's a lot of stuff going on with, with between government and separation of church and state, and we hear that all the time. And it's easy for us to get in a victim mentality when it comes to the our relationship. With the government, and you know they won't let us do this, and they won't let us do that, and you hear these these kind of isolated incidents around there, and they're out there, and, and you see that kind of stuff. But we have developed a relationship with the city of Goodyear where it's more than neutral. They really they like us. They're they're happy we are there, right. um, and we have worked very hard. To say, we want to be a blessing to you. We want you to be happy that our church, this 10 acres of land within the jurisdiction of this city, is, is occupied by us. And that that makes that's an exciting thing for you. But it's hard, Jim, because um, it means we got to rub shoulders sometimes with people that aren't going to reciprocate and aren't going to understand and aren't going to be able to necessarily see the entire message. But we're going to get we're going to give anyway. What are some what was what something that you experienced in because we did this last year? Is there, is there a story that stands out in your mind that uh, it just really blessed you last year? Like, man, you have, man I'm so glad I'm, I'm part of this church. I'm so glad we did this event.
2: Uh, yeah one thing that that comes to mind um, one of the the tasks that we have is actually it's inside the church technically but mm-hmm. uh, it's for outreach right um, we have uh, we gather supplies and put together these homeless packs basically what that is is um, it's just some needs for people that are you know that are on the street for whatever reason uh, a little you know a bit of a snack some toiletries that kind of thing and the idea was that we would put these together and then you know, they would be distributed to the, the homeless, either downtown or area, whatever. The thing that was, uh, they really, uh, that touched me, they got to, got me to see that, um, our church was really getting the message. The most of the people that did that not only made these packages together, they made their own packs for their own car. So that when they're driving around, you're getting off the freeway on I-10 there, and there's a, a guy, you know, sitting there, obviously been on the road for a while, um, you hand this to him. It's, it makes it more personal. It's, it's one thing to put these packs together, deliver them, You know that's all great, but uh, take that extra step and actually be the vehicle that delivers this, not expecting him to even say thank you. It doesn't matter, but you're making yeah. that effort to reach out to someone that, for whatever reason, needs some help and your chance to do it.
0: Now, I'm going to tell a story about Jim, and uh, Jim's the real deal, and I'll tell you why. I was getting off the freeway one day, and and Jim's got a, a personalized license plate. I won't tell you what it is, and and he's got he's got a cool car, and it's got some rims and stuff, and uh, I think it's does it have hydraulics? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Good. Um, but it's, but so I'm getting off the freeway and I noticed the gym's car is in front of me. And I, I just going to be honest, let me be real with you guys. When, when I see a guy on the side of the freeway, it's just really hard for me, um, to, to, to give him any money because I just go, look, there's, there's homeless services everywhere. You know, all these guys, they make, they make like $200 a day a lot of times. And I just, I kind of get really principled and whatever else. And, and so, but I'm, I'm looking at Jim, at Jim's car. I go, that's Jim's car in front of me. And there's a homeless guy standing right next to Jim car and all of a sudden the window comes down and Jim sticks his arm out and hands the guy what was it a mcdonald's gift card or something like that yeah hands him a mcdonald's gift card he's not giving him five dollars so he can go over and buy booze at the circle k and last i checked you can't buy you know hard liquor at mcdonald's (laughs) not in this country no and it's not colorado so you can't buy weed there So you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a Big Mac and it might live in the guy's stomach for 20 years, but it doesn't matter. He's going to be full. So the, the point is, is I, and Jim didn't know I was behind him. That's the point is I saw an authentic person who says, you know, it's not just about doing this once a year. It's like, I just want to be a blessing. One of the important things about this is we look at the story of the, of the, uh, of the Good Samaritan and these kinds of things or helping people in a, in a place where you're, you're helping them uh, from a standpoint of mercy. One of the interesting things is someday each person who is standing at the side of the freeway, they're going to they're gonna pass away and they're going to stand before God and they can easily point their finger at God and say, God, you know what? No one ever loved me. You know, no one ever showed me any grace. No one ever showed me any compassion, you know, and, and I, I, am a victim and everything else. And I think God's just going to put the little, um, you know, little Blu-ray in or, you know, hit the, the heaven, heavenly YouTube.com button and just play the video of guys like Jim going, you know what, here's a guy that gave you mercy. You didn't, you didn't, you know, this wasn't, he didn't have to do this. Here's another guy that gave you mercy here. And so they're going to have pictures of mercy and maybe economically it doesn't pencil very well, you know, because, well, these people don't really take it and do a lot of good stuff with it. They take it and buy. But in this case, Jim was smart, used a McDonald's gift card. To be able to give the guy a meal, so at least he wasn't going to go hungry, and that's between him and God at that point. But see, this whole kind of—that's why I love that homeless, the homeless pack idea. Because what it is is you're not just getting, you're not just giving them money to go feed their addiction. You're actually blessing them with some kind of. Because at the end of the day, guys, we are people who are created in the image of God. Even a person who is homeless, who is strung out on drugs, who is the least of these, is has was made in the image of the divine and that is um, that is like that is Powerful, and, and if they are someone who were to find the grace of Jesus Christ and they go to heaven, they're going to be, they're going to have a glorified body. They're going to be a, a, a person that is going to be far beyond our ability to fully understand their, 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 how much they've been cleansed, how much their, how much life that they have. And so we, we have to really take our, the, the Bible seriously when it comes to, to treating people a certain way. Now, Janet, I want to turn to you because you're involved in this thing as well. What, what project are you leading this Sunday?
3: Uh, um, I'm leading a couple of projects. Uh, There's three projects going on at uh, Goodyear Community Park. Uh, We're going to be painting the um, ramadas at the skate park area and also uh, bathroom doors. And then we're going to be weeding. It's a 35-acre park in wow. Goodyear, up off of Litchfield Road. Yeah. So we're also gonna have a team going out and they're gonna be weeding and picking up litter because Saturdays they usually have a big farmer's market.
0: Mm. So
3: this is going to be a big help to them, being yeah. able to have our people go in there. And then there's another little small park in the city and I cannot, I'm sorry. Park de Paz. Park de Paz, but I cannot pronounce the street name that it's on.
1: Man- Manzanita. Manzanita.
3: Manzanita. All right, there you go. And um, it's a very small park. And inside that little park, there's a um, memorial garden built up. Hmm. And they need that weeded and also the concrete around it. They need painted. And, and then the inside that still, that small park, they have a fenced-in area where people can actually rent space mm-hmm. and have little garden areas. So we're going to help out there. Now, Janet, why are you doing this? why why yeah. not is my my typical answer is why not but like you were saying you know we all are made in the image of Jesus mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> he came to serve not not to be served so mm. i and i've always i've been brought up that way all my life you know you just you do if somebody needs help you just help them you know and that's mainly one of the biggest reasons why i'm doing it and also just because i like what compass church is standing for and how compass is Is involved in this, and I've seen some other things that compass through compass.
0: And you, and the thing is, you've you've been at our church, and I mean, most Sundays you would come, and um, you know, you might help out doing something, it might be a greeter (laughs) or an usher or whatever else. But to be honest with you, you know, you're going to come, and most people are going to come, and they're going to sit. And they're going to receive. And that's not thats not bad. You know, we need to have ourselves engaged. You know, we need to, to collectively together come and hear the word of God and to sing songs together and to kind of come together and remind ourselves that we're part of this community right. and to be, you know, uh, reintroduced to the message of Jesus over and over and over again. And we can baptize people and we can celebrate together. And it's great. But I, I would probably venture to say that this is going to be a more exciting Sunday for you than a normal Sunday? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely.
3: I get outside with, I, I, what I like about it is seeing so many of the younger people, because I've always been into the younger people, because mm-hmm. younger people are our future. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about last year so much was seeing the young couples come with their younger children, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight years old, and the kids asking their parents, why are we doing this?
0: Mm. Yeah,
3: And listening to the children, the parents explain to them you know Jesus came and they might tell them the story about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples mm. so watching these you know young people that are our future you know teaching their children how to serve others and we hear so much about kids nowadays that you know they're they're takers they're takers they're takers give me give me give me that whole generation mm-hmm. and i'm seeing that that's not the case always. And we don't
0: hear about those good stories. And you brought up a really interesting point because we talk about this because the kid, now we have childcare for three and under Mm -hmm. because, you know, a a two-year-old is not (laughs) really gonna- (laughs) Like you don't want to give a two-year-old a paintbrush. No. Last time that happened. Well,
3: maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: You can. I don't know what kind of a kids, little, a little,
3: a little paintbrush kids you raise.
0: Messy kids. The last thing you want to do is give my kids a paintbrush. Spray can. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's even Gosh. better, right? But but you bring up an excellent point because when so many people that I that come to our church say, you know, I went to church when I was a kid. But they lost me. Mm-hmm. They lost me because they didn't speak my language. I didn't understand what was going on. I felt like it was, it was, it was boring. It was, I felt like I was walking into a different world. There was my world between Sundays where I'd go out and I had connection and I had people that I cared about and it seemed like there were good things happening. And then I walk into church and I feel like I go into a, a time warp and that's just totally different from the world around it. And, and So what happens is now is here's a new generation, three years old, five years old, eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, who grow, who they they will grow up and they they will never, ever lose the memory of knowing this is, this isn't like, oh, wow, can you believe our church did this? It was like, no, this is just what we did. We had church, but then we would cancel our church services and we would go out and we would, and they're going to have to someday, even if they were to like, you know, go off to college someday and kind of stop going to church for a season, as many do. Of course, then they, a lot of them will end up coming back when they get married and have a kid and go, holy cow, what do I do now? And they'll go, I, I think I need to, to, to re-, but they got to find it again. But here's the thing. They will, they will always have to go, why did we do that? Oh yeah. Because we believe deeply in the gospel of grace. You're listening to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs. I am Tim Jacobs, 1280 KXEG, Redefining Christian Radio. And we are talking, I've got three very special guests in studio with me, three members of Compass Church, our church that we are doing something. um, And here's the thing, it's not all that amazing. It's not like we invented this. We actually got this idea from other people. Mm -hmm. And here's, once again, many churches do this. This is not like some really bizarre thing, but it is not, very common at the same time and for for many churches he yeah, know. so what are we going to do what are we going to do about an offering how are we going to take an offering we just had to deal with that we just we just real straight with our people and said guys we have financial needs and we trust god and we trust you that you will take care of it as well so sherry tell us um tell us because we got some interesting things actually the one thing i want to talk about real quick is um we have some creative projects like for example donuts Donuts. Tell us about donuts and where they're going.
1: That's one of the most popular projects that we do. It usually gets registered, filled up to the brim by about three days after we open registration because we deliver donuts, dozens of donuts, to the fire stations in Litchfield Park, Goodyear, and Avondale. And... All the females want to deliver
0: donuts yeah, to the it, fire station. It's like, ladies, it, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a calendar just because you show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not really the whole, but it but it's true. It it's happens. True. It's really funny. But the point is, yeah, if you're a, if you're a firefighter in Goodyear or Avondale or Litchfield Park, um, you're gonna be glad you are.
1: Yes, you are. On Sunday, you're gonna be glad because you're gonna get a dozen donuts from a really good donut place. Can I say what donut? Place? Fine, I don't... Express Donuts in uh, Goodyear.
0: Okay, so good.
1: They're getting donuts from there, and then we also make posters um, that Sunday morning everybody can sign, and it's a thank you poster to the firefighters. Mm. So it's just something special, but mostly they get donuts. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you,
0: you know, being a um, being a, a reserve chaplain in the Air Force, and and I go once a month and I go drill um, at a base in California. And I can tell you that those that who, those who are involved in civil service, um, it 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 always it we, we we always talk about thanking our troops and thanking the the firefighters and the, and the police officers. And I'll tell you, it really does make a difference. Um, I'm on one of the largest reserve bases in the United States for for for, for the Air Force, and I just get a chance to walk around and talk to these guys and just showing up and just expressing, hey listen um, I'm, I appreciate what you do and, I'm, um, and just providing that encouragement that's tangible it does wonders for them and here's the thing, they know this is not and, not, and not to pick on anybody, but, you know, it's not like this isn't the atheist group showing up. And I'm not trying to make fun of atheists. I'm just saying it's just not. It's not, like they, it's not like some other random club showing up. They know it's a church. And they know that, that the church on Sunday morning usually distances itself from everybody else because we all meet together. And all of a sudden, the, w- there's people who left the church when that's when they're supposed to go to go over and st- talk specifically mm-hmm. to them. And I think that's pretty cool. Going back to the the separation of church and state thing for a moment, um, you know, and the government involvement, I always want to make this point because it, it. What I love about working with any kind of government agency when we do this, and this is something I experienced well, a couple of years ago when we did this event, was that um, one of the cities we were working with called and said, and this was things when things were really bad when a lot of de- whole housing developments in the outskirts of the valley were going belly up, and and you know losing their homeowners associations, and the builders were pulling out halfway through, and there's just <laughs> acres of undeveloped. You know, lots that had not that were just sitting there and getting overgrown, and and they're calling us saying, you know, we're getting calls from this development asking us to do deal with the weeds. We don't have the resources to do it. Um, can can you? And we you know we called them and asked what we could do, and they said, oh, this, you guys are a godsend to us because we can go. You you know, you guys can go and clear weeds out of this community that that and it's, and literally. A representative from the city was going door to door to this one community that we went to out in the West Valley and knocking on the door and saying, listen, some folks from Compass Church are going to be coming over on Sunday morning to weed the area around the homes. Would you either A, be willing to join them and help them or B, you know, maybe make them some cookies and come out and say thank you. Now I want you to think about that for a minute. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. A city... A representative from a city does not go door to door encouraging the neighbors to jump into a church-based activity or at least make them chocolate chip cookies. How does that happen? Who initiates that? We do. And so, I, I mean, my joke is that separation of church and state gets really cloudy right there. You know what I mean? It gets uh, it gets really... Um, uh, muddy when all of a sudden it gets it goes the other way, and you know what? That's wonderful. We love that. There's nothing more we love to do than continually show the city you know, we, we mean business here. We really do want to care about what's going on. Jim, tell us about Code Busters.
2: Oh, okay, well, that fits right into what you're talking about. Um, there's a, uh, a meeting of various uh, organizations with the city in Goodyear every couple of months, and uh, one of those a few months ago, the city. Uh, they knew about our Inside Out Day from the year before, and they knew that we were involved trying to you know, make the community better. Uh, they had come up with a problem that a lot of times their code enforcement people would get calls for people that have you know, weeds growing in their front yard, and a lot of these people are elderly or in mm-hmm. some way uh, not able to take care of themselves. And the the city's hands kind of tied. They can't, you know, they have to enforce the the codes, but you know, they can't really do anything about it other than give them a ticket. And the people that work in that department uh, are very caring people. They don't like doing that, but I mean, that's their job. Yeah. So they knew about Compass's involvement and other things before. So they asked us. They said, "Well, would you guys be willing to do like a pilot program? We'd like to get more people involved in it." And we agree. We'd like to get more churches involved in this too. But would you guys set up something so that what we can do then is when the code people come to the house, they can hand them a card and say, "Here are some people that can maybe help you out, give them a call yeah and um, it took you know we got it all organized, and we have a, a guy at the church that just really uh, embraced this whole thing he's in charge of it now, and uh, that's basically what it does when we get uh, they go to one of these houses and someone that for whatever reason can't take care of themselves. Uh, they have our number. They call us up, and we make arrangements with them, and take care of their yard problems for them. And uh, it's again, it's sort of like your separation of uh, church and state. It's it's not really that separated right now because they're mm. wanting us to help them out, and we're glad to do it. Mm. Um, and again, our hope isn't to be the uh, the only provider. We'd like to see other churches right. get involved in that too, Right. because uh, there are plenty of plenty of opportunities out there to do that very kind of thing. But uh, it, it was nice the. Uh, uh, It was, I guess, just a a sign that we're on the right track because the city is the one that, in this case, came to us and wanted us to get involved in this project.
0: Uh, This is is awesome, and I want to talk more about this uh, after the break in just a moment. But that's exactly what we want to do. We want to be people where now we have such a reputation where the city is coming to us. You're listening to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, and we will be right back. Hi there, Tim Jacobs here. I want to talk to all of my listeners living in the Phoenix area, and if you're like me, you're trying to stay active, and sometimes maybe your ego is writing checks that your body can't cash. And if you find yourself getting hurt, maybe you pulled something, and you don't want it to sideline you, you need to go see my friends at ChiroFit. They are a full service uh, chiropractic, massage, physical therapy, and they have locations all over the valley. They have One in Buckeye and in Peoria, Tempe. They just opened up another location in Avondale. Go to CairofitGroup.com. That's CairofitGroup.com or call them at 623 773 2000 and just tell them. Say, I'm hurting, and I need help. And they will get right on it, and you can go down there, and you can start feeling better today. So again, chirofitgroup.com and tell them that Tim Jacobs sent you. (laughs) 37 minutes after the hour... And you are listening to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs. We are keeping it real right now, redefining Christian radio, because holy cow. Does it need to be redefined? We are in studio with several people that are just doing an incredible job. They are people that are that live in Phoenix that you would never be able to spot them a mile away. They just look look like regular folks blending in with the well. I mean, they're wonderful people. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I no, but but the point is is that they are making a tremendous difference. They're not paid by Compass Church. They are not uh, somebody. They're just they're just people who show up and say we want to make a difference what's happening on Sunday we are shutting the church down folks that's what's happening we are shutting compass church down and because we're at eight thirty in the morning we are gathering outside um we have a grass area out front we're gonna we have hundreds and hundreds of people uh, descending upon this church to to just be to come to sing a song a little prayer and boom, we're out of there and we're going to go all over the the West Valley in particular. There's going to be a few who stay at the church, but their job is going to actually be doing, they're going to be building these homeless kits to be hand out to homeless folks and doing some other things, but there's going to be no sermon. Which, you know, probably means there'll be more people than usual coming to the church because they don't have to hear me, and that's <laughs> cool. Um, but it's going to be an exciting day because because it, actually there will be a message, and that is they are, the our people are going to be the message. The people who come to this church are going to be the message, and it's going to be very exciting. So we were talking about Code Busters, and remember what this is. This is, see, we have been involved in this with, with the city doing stuff for so long now, several years, that we have a reputation where the city came to us and said, listen, we need you guys to help um, with the, there's blighted uh, houses and some of these streets. And it really does bring down the quality of life for people. Maybe someone who's really elderly or who's have some other issues and they just can't clean up their yard. We have, we have a team that will go around and do this for free on behalf of the city. It's a beautiful partnership between the city and the church. Um, A couple of things, just kind of housekeeping details on this. It is Sunday, March 15th. So it's this sunny, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this team in here now. Um, Sherry, if they, if, if somebody's listening right now and they're saying, well, I don't really go to Compass Church. And, and please understand, I'm, I'm not. if you're already plugged into another church, I'm not get, trying to get you to leave the church. But I do know this because I just read this statistic from Lifeway Research um, off of ChristianityToday.com that 25% of Christian radio listeners are unchurched people. So you may be just listening to the radio right now and you're like, I'm not really going anywhere. Well, I'll tell you where you got to be. You got to be at Compass Church on Sunday and not to hear me. Cause you can hear me every Tuesday at four and you got to go to the podcast page, timjacobslive.com and you can hear me for hours and <laughs> as if you actually want to do that, but you got to come at eight 30 in the morning. Now, Sherry, can anybody come?
1: Yes, absolutely. We would just come, just show up. Even if you're not, even, even if you're not pre-registered. Absolutely. And you know what? If they come and they want to do a project, I'll even give them a t-shirt.
0: Oh yes, They're you got to get a get t-shirt. A cool t-shirt. A cool t-shirt. It's kind of a burnt orange. It goes great with any skin tone. As exactly. I've, as I've mentioned, no matter if you're blue based or yellow based, yes, and I know yes. about these things, which is a long story. Which I really shouldn't even share in the air. So, uh, getting back to this, let's talk. Let's talk about um, streetlight.
1: Streetlight USA. Uh, We're doing our first projects at Streetlight this year. Um, Streetlight USA is a faith-based organization that houses, it rescues young adolescent girls from sex trafficking. These girls get rescued. They can live on this campus and At this campus, they have a learning center. And, you know, being a nonprofit organization, as usual, they, you know, funds are always tight in all the different ways, and they needed somebody to come in and clean just from top to bottom Mm -hmm. their uh, learning center. So we're gonna go in there, we're gonna do that. They also, out in their yard, they have four different... Uh, what do you call those, planter boxes. Okay. There was nothing in the planter boxes Mm. when we went there. And Mm -hmm. I said, would you like us to maybe do some plants in your planter boxes? Oh my gosh, yes. So we're going to do vegetables and flowers in there because that can also be part of the therapy and teaching these girls that they are worth something and they can do something valuable. So we're going to be at Streetlight USA for the first time and I'm really excited. I'm excited about the projects, but one of the things that just throws me over the top excited is... The cleaning is going to be done by mostly teenagers.
0: Wow. Our, see,
1: our high school group is going over there with their youth coaches, and they're the ones that are going to clean a building for these young girls who are in this situation.
0: See, and I, and I love that because Streetlight is like any other nonprofit, they're trying to do a lot of good. But they're always struggling with resources. There's always a resource challenge with any nonprofit, especially one like that. It's, it's relatively new, and and they're trying to get off the ground, they're, and they're trying. They're, they're aggressive, and so they're they're trying to get the basics down. But, oh, there's a planner, and there's no flowers. I, you know, and, and to just get real with you guys for a second, if a person has been... The, the victim of a young girl, and you, you said there was even someone there that, that was, that was t- a beneficiary of the services there that had been housed, who she had to be, what, 11, 12 years old?
1: We, that's what we, so we don't know, because yeah, obviously you do know, just as she,
0: like she looked. She looked 11, 12 like years old, who had been rescued from the street, brought into prostitution by, I mean, sometimes they're, they're, they're sold into prostitution even by their own parents. And so here's a, here's a young girl, and wow, to plant a flower. In a flower box. They, what, what do flowers do? They remind us of the creation of God, the love of God, the life of God, the new life of God. And that's what we get to do. On some, I mean, you guys, this is a really big deal because, you know, it's one thing to go bang on someone's door around dinner time and say, hey, I want to tell you about Jesus. Um, just, you know, what happens? Ninety nine percent of the time, they get the door slam in your face, and in, and the reputation of Jesus goes down one more notch because people are like, "Look, you just bugged me at dinner time." This is like the only thing. No, nobody does that. Okay, what we're doing here is going to and getting to people who really are the least of these, and doing these acts of kindness and service. And you said, operated mostly by teenagers. Mm-hmm. And that is so important because Janet goes back to a point you were making that, you know, everyone says that the, that the young people of today is, are takers, takers, takers. And, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I was when I was a teenager, that's what they said about our generation, that, you know, we were a bunch of selfish, uneducated idiots that were going to take the whole nation down the tubes. And even though I believe that personally about those who grew up in the 60s generation so I'm like I'm mad at my parents over that but uh, yeah sorry and I just offended everybody in the studio I'm not speaking to you anymore no but the point is it's kind of a generational thing but you guys are we're seeing this we're seeing 15 16 17 year old um Students who are like this is what Christianity is. It's taking the gospel and making it real yeah. and making a difference in the lives of people. So that's what that's what that that project is doing. Um, now, Janet, and you had something else that you were um, wanting to talk about as well on this project just overall the attitude of the
3: volunteers that I've witnessed like last year mm-hmm. and then again this year so many people more people almost double of what yeah. we had you know of last year and just their whole attitude they 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 just seem like they're so up about it mm. and excited that they can go out give up their sunday yeah i mean it's one thing to give up going to church just to do things with your family Mm -hmm. you know go to a ball game or something like that but for them to give up church services and the day with their family to go out and help other people it just surprised me how excited like there's one family i know personally that you know it's like the husband the soon-to-be husband you know, it's an engaged mm-hmm. couple and four kids, and they're bringing in a friend, and they want to bring in a father, and I mean, they practically built their whole team just from their family <laughs> because they were just so excited See, about and the, it. And that's, I mean, that's contagious.
0: It is contagious. That's it's a great word. Contagious. That's a great word. It's contagious, and that brings me to another question because people a lot of times feel that unless they, unless they have some, unless they're like one or two rungs down from from the trinity, that they really have no business serving or getting involved mm-hmm. or being a representative. Of Christ in a spiritual sense, so they can attend church, they can sit there, and they can be anonymous, but they really can't do anything in the name of Christ. And and Jim, um, one of the great things about this is the fact that that it doesn't really matter where you are spiritually. In fact, even someone who's not even a Christian, they can come to this thing, right? Oh yeah,
2: definitely. It's open to everyone. Hmm. Um, we're it's, it's not a uh, members
0: only thing. <laughs> we're we're inviting everyone to come and join us because there is something about. Um, we, we talk about this a lot just behavior you know you, you kind of fake it till you make it sometimes and sometimes like the best thing you can do is is if you're if you're struggling with like should I become a Christian um, or not and you know we had Ryan Bell on a few weeks ago who who was a pastor turned atheist and he's like well I'm going to just pretend I'm an atheist for a year and see what happens well he became an atheist which didn't obviously kind of an interesting thing and, and we're planning on having him back more for more discussions this was a good discussion but the idea of behaving your way into belief this is you know what's interesting to me is here's a way that we can, that a, that a non-Christian can come and say, what does it actually look like to, to try to act like Jesus and, and to be with a community of people who really just want to say, who want to bless the community. And because, look, anybody can do acts of service, but the difference is it's that reconciliation piece. It's that I want, I'm coming in the name of Jesus. I'm not just coming to do community service because it makes me feel better. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't really like community service. I really don't. I'm a selfish guy. I don't really like doing a lot of things for, I don't even like cleaning my own yard. Why would I want to clean somebody else's? Seriously, I don't. Um, I don't even like cleaning my own room. So just ask my wife. That's like a liability for being married to me, but because we didn't live together before we were married, she found that out afterwards. So it was kind of like, you know, she felt like, what in the world are we doing here? But I mean, I'm not a messy guy, but you know what I'm saying? I just, I go from thing to thing to thing. I'm a selfish person. Without Jesus, I would, yeah, I would be a selfish person even more. But the point is, is that we do these things because we just want people to see that what they want, we want to see an outward expression of an inward transformation that's taking place in our lives that's why we're doing this. That's why even if you're not, a, not even a Christian, you're not sure where you're at with God, you can practice. You can come and just be a part. We're not going to look for your membership card. No. 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 We just want you to just show up and just say, hey, how can I be a part of what you're doing? And you're right, Janet. It does attract people, maybe on the fringes a little bit, who go, well, look, sitting through a sermon does not sound like a fun thing right. uh, to me at all. But man, going and, and being a part of something. So let's talk for a minute, because you said the whole day. And I'm like, wait a second, this only goes till 12. But what's happening later on? Sherry, tell us about the after party. Well,
1: you just said it. I wanted to say it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, but they don't know what it is. (laughs) Okay, we're going to have an after party. All right. Because you can't go out and work for three or four hours and work hard for those three or four hours. Without having a little bit of a celebration afterwards. That's right. And it's it's not a celebration of the woohoo look what Compass did. No, that's it's not that kind of celebration. It's the celebration of oh my gosh we got to paint a playroom today. We got to clean mm. a learning center. We got to pull weeds today, and it was actually a lot of fun. So we're going to come back together at five thirty to the uh, the lawn that's at the church on the church property. We're going to have food trucks.
0: Yes, we're going to have food right. trucks.
3: casa food
1: trucks.
0: Yeah. Okay, so good. <laughs>
3: burgers Amore.
0: Burgers Amore. <laughs> and
3: Kona
1: ice. And Kona
0: ice. Okay. Yum. So there's something for everybody here. Exactly. So, you know, and if you want translations for those for those particular trucks, you'll have to just wait. But the but uh, but the point is is that we we're going to we're going to have a video to, mm-hmm. to kind of you know, we're to take video and we're just going to kind of just celebrate off some music and just come together because that's important. It's not just we're going out and we're going to come back together and say look what God did through us. That's what you were really trying to say, because the bottom line is, if you show up to the Department of Economic Security by yourself on a Tuesday with a paintbrush and go, oh, I just like to paint one of your rooms, they're going to call the police on you. are like, who are you? You're creepy. You're weird. Go away. But if there's something about coming and saying, look, well, we have a group of people. Here's here's what we're trying to do. We're not asking for anything in return. You can, It's amazing the places you can get into. And it's amazing the doors that will open and the partnerships that will be built and and, and you know, you guys know. Any any of our listeners right now, if you've been listening to me for any more than three or four weeks, you know that I am. I am not shy about what I believe that, and I believe that not only. Is Christianity, quote unquote, right for me, but it's right for everybody. And I believe we can defend it. I believe it's the best. It's not just the best thing for you. It's the happiest thing for you. It will bring you the happiest life. It will bring you the most fulfilled life. There are reasons for what we believe. You know, we've had Greg Kokelo on from Stand to Reason Ministries talking to me, just completely brilliant, talking about how to defend our faith. But we have to make sure we don't take this kind of in the trenches mentality and in us versus them when it comes to our friends and neighbors. Who live around us? How can we build partnerships and bridges so that people will see that having Christians in the neighborhood is actually a wonderful thing? There's a there are a segment of people, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to be mean, you, but you know when they get on their bikes and they ride down the street, the last thing you're thinking, oh Lord, please do not let them come to my house. We don't want you know because I they're gonna knock on the door and they're gonna might be nice, but it's like I'm gonna have to say, we don't want to be those kinds of people. We want people. I'm so glad I live next to that Christian person. I don't maybe get what they believe, but man, they serve and they love. I'm so glad we live by this church. And my friends, I just tell you, if you're a part of a church that isn't doing anything like that, you really got to think about what you're doing with your time. And I'm not trying to tell you to leave your church, but maybe it's time to stand up and go, you know, what, are we actually being the hands and feet of Jesus? Are we actually doing this? Or are we just kind of entrenching ourselves in a tradition and a way of doing things that has, that has long since been effective? So that being said, um, do, are there any more? Th- is there any, anything else out there in the few minutes that we have left, Sherry? That that you uh, that you want to make sure we hit?
1: You know, one of the things that you, you just you just landed on it just a few minutes ago, and it reminded me, um, because we did this on in a on a large basis last year, mm-hmm. and it was covered in, in a local newspaper. There were two churches in the last month that have contacted us, yeah. and they asked, "How did we do this?" and what was so exciting about it was, well, when I got the the contact and they wanted to meet, I was, you know, oh gosh, like I've got time to go to have this meeting. But I made time and I went and I was so glad that I did because they were exactly in the position where Jim and I were when we were going off to be to learn how to do this at mm-hmm. a church in Southern California. How do you do this? How do you how can you do this? How can we make make this make this something that this our cities are our, our cities around about us would recognize that this church and this church and this church, they really care. Yeah. And they're doing this and they're not trying to get butts in seats mm-hmm. because that's not what Compass is trying mm-hmm. to do. We're trying to go out there and just show some love. Just show that we care. Just show that if they if there's a problem, people can count on Compass.
0: Yeah. And, and it goes back to what Janet was saying about the word contagious. Mm-hmm. It is a contagious thing. So not only other people are excited about it, but other churches are getting excited about it. And by the, and that's a really good point. It's not about compass. I mean, this no. is not here. No. We're not here to showcase ourselves. I would love it. In fact, we're talking about how do we do this where like maybe five or six or seven churches in our area. And can you imagine the city of Phoenix. If hundreds of churches came together on a certain day and said, "You know, we're all closing our doors, and we just want to—we have no agenda, no agenda—but just to simply say, how can we make your life just that much better? Can we put a smile on your face? Because Jesus has honestly put a smile on our face. He's freed us from sin. He's freed us from shame. He's freed us from guilt, and he's made our—he's made our world more beautiful. And and that's that's really what it's about. And uh, and Jim, before we're out of time as well, tell us what you—what are you going to be involved with this weekend? What are you most Excited about?
2: Uh, well, actually, I'll be involved in about everything. I'll be uh, <laughs> uh, Sherry and I are the the uh, the non evil masterminds of this whole thing. So <laughs> we're, uh, it's our job uh, on the actual day of the event. We are sort of like the troubleshooters. We're, we're in contact with all the project managers yeah. and go and take care of stuff. So uh, I'll be down taking pictures and everything for the the slideshow. But uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll be involved in all of them, kind of
0: floating. To, yeah, just floating. seeing what's going on. Yep, good. And it's just it's got to be really exciting for you to know as you're seeing these various projects it, that you're being used in that in that role and see all these people that have, that are really caught on and engaged. We have over 400 people signed up for this, mm-hmm. right? right? Awesome. Which means we'll probably have over 600 easily showing up. You know, you're going to have a few people that are going to be a little bit. You know, if it's like if this is their once a month to sleep in, they may take it, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. You know, I mean, Proverbs does talk about sluggards and lazy people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's but there's grace and that's cool. So, um, uh, Janet, what are you most excited about?
3: I'm excited about the end at the party. Yeah, because it, I think it's a lot of fun just to come back and see everybody. And mm-hmm. everybody is so up and they and friendships have been formed. Mm-hmm. I know I've got more friends at Compass now since my projects last year and yeah. just working with the whole committee than yeah. what I had say two months before I got involved. Right. So. It's fun being out there on the lawn, you know, singing songs, listening, watching the video, just doing a recap of everything and just making new friends. So
0: it's a, it's a real good time. Love it. That's, that's so awesome. Sure. Listen, I want to tell you guys, the church is on the rise. It may not seem like it, okay? But it's on the rise. And the last thing that Christians need is to have this kind of victim mentality where we say, oh, woe is us. Um, the, listen, I read the end of the story and... Um, God is victorious in all of this and I want to remind you that Jesus came, that we could have life and have it to the full, so go out there and Have a great life in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And be confident. Be bold. Do something wild and crazy this week out of your faith in God. Join us as we go to uh, all over the West Valley. Go to compasschurchaz.com. Make sure you check out my podcast page, timjacobslive.com. And as always, I will see you next Tuesday, 4 p.m., right here on Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, 1280 KXEG. And we will see you then.